Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 126 When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negeb. Those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 8 through 15. Bring out the people who are blind, yet have eyes, who are deaf, yet have ears. All the nations gather together, and the peoples assemble. Who among them can declare this, and show us the former things? Let them bring their witness, witnesses to prove them right, and let them hear and say, It is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I, I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I declared and saved and proclaimed, and when there was no strange God among you. And you are my witnesses, declare the Lord, and I am God, and henceforth I am he. There is none who can deliver from my hand. I work, and who can turn it back? Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I send to Babylon, and bring them all down as fugitives, even the Chaldeans and the ships in which they rejoice. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Philippians chapter 2, verse 25 through chapter 3, verse 1. I thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all, and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed he was ill, near to, et, near to death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy, and honor such men. For he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me, and is safe for you. Good morning, and welcome to the fourth Friday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 126, Isaiah 43, and Philippians 2 and 3. And of course, I have some egg on my face for um, discussing today's readings yesterday. I guess I should have checked that, but I guess poop happens. Um, But I did want to take the time to talk a little bit about this Bible study that I've been giving. Um, I don't know if I've been mentioning it, but... uh, Back 
late last year, I think, my priest suggested I give a Bible study, uh, and it would work during Lent, and so I started looking into um, the the readings, and I found, you know, readings of Jesus' uh, ministry beginning, and Matthew's prophecy from Isaiah 9, 1, and 2, where it talks about Zebulon and Naphtali, and it started taking shape, um, but a lot of the material for the Bible study that I've I titled uh, From Darkness to Light, The Story of Soldiers in Scripture. Um, it came together kind of, yeah, just kind of weirdly and um, providentially, I think. We started in the beginning, in Genesis, with the dark, formless void um, that covered all of everything that preceded creation um, and how that... Um, that black bile, um, melancholia, um, kind of describes this this dark, formless void that soldiers and veterans can feel after military service. This loss of meaning, loss, loss of purpose, um, and how God rescues um, the cosmos from this melancholia. And um, the... Uh, the the point I make in the introduction is that um, you know the the darkness um, that we currently reside in in the military I think is something like melancholia and it's not unlike these commando clans of Israel Zebulon and Naphtali and one of the sessions was dedicated to the landscape of Jesus's ministry how he was born in this city with no name that means something like consecrated or holy city, Nazar, Eth. Um, and it recalls the um, the tribes of uh, Zebulon and Naphtali um, and Barak, a Naphtalite, being called out of Kadesh, which is also a holy city, um, to lead Zebulon and Naphtali in the war against Sisera, and then under Gideon uh, in the war against Midian in uh, Judges 4 and 5 with Barak and Deborah, and then uh, 6 and 7 with Gideon. And the, this is the land that Jesus goes to. Um, and it is this place that Isaiah 9, which Matthew quotes, that has been dwelling in darkness, that is in anguish and gloom, um, that needs a rescue. Um, and so Zebulon and Naphtali are these stand-ins for the northern tribes that were exiled, who were taken up and destroyed, and who, according to um, Isaiah, were looked at with contempt. You know, the former mighty military clans of Israel had lost. They'd been defeated. And that defeat resonates through Israelites' tradition and history, not unlike Vietnam, how we learned that we could be defeated even after you know we rode this kind of wave of national elation in World War II uh, that turned to corruption and we, we began waging war for money and instead of doing the work collectively we just kind of heaped our contempt on veterans um, uh, when, when, we, when we lost uh, with no you know, interest in the fact that they were all conscripted. Um, 
it was you know heaping contempt on ourselves. We just found a scapegoat um, in order to to make ourselves feel better, um, and that's kind of what I see Isaiah nine talking about. Um, you know, these soldier clans, these the, the the military of Israel, is looked at with scorn by the time um, Isaiah is writing, and by the time um, the the other kingdom, the southern kingdom, gets carried off as well. We also looked at um, Jesus' family and his name, how it's important that we actually understand his name is, has already been anglicized as Joshua. Jesus, the Greek, um, was Joshua. Through Latin, it got converted into Jesu and then Jesus. And, but the Greek is really clear. His name is Joshua. And there are two Joshuas who, like Jesus, are called Joshua, son of repeatedly, that emphasize genealogy and family. It's Joshua, son of Nun, who led Israel against the, the tribe, the, against uh, the, the people of Canaan and taking the promised land, and also who distributed the land. And the other Joshua, Joshua, uh, son of Jehozadak, who was the high priest after the exile ended and people returned and were given money to rebuild the temple. And Joshua, son of Jehozadak, was the one who oversaw and directed the building of the temple. Um, the second temple could very well be called Joshua's temple, Yehoshua's temple, Jesus' temple. Herod expanded on it, but it was built by Joshua. Um, and so these two people, uh, an Ephraimite warrior, uh, soldier, and a Levitical high priest, are the namesakes, the narrative namesakes of Jesus, son of Mary and son of God. And uh, Joseph, his adopted father, is... Uh, of the house of David, but as his adopted father, Jesus doesn't actually have any royal blood. It's a technicality that allows God to fulfill his promise to David. Um, but Jesus is not a king. He doesn't do the things that kings do. Um, according to 1 Samuel 8 and Deuteronomy 7, I can't remember. Um, so it's important that we think about what it means to be a soldier and what the military was created for um, in order to understand more fully what Christian soldiers are for the church and are created for. Um, we cannot separate soldiers from our faith, um, whether that's Cornelius, uh, Loginus, Des, the jailer Philippi, like all these New Testament soldiers are drawn upon uh, in the Old Testament, uh, the most important of which is the centurion of great faith, whom I call Captain Marvel, who has a, a precursor in Naaman, the commander, um, in 2 Kings chapter 4, I think. Um, so when we, when we get honest and serious about the military language and history within the Bible, uh, I think we begin to see more clearly what Jesus was saying about soldiers and about um, national identity, etc. And so I hope you'll uh, check that Bible study out. The sessions are on YouTube. You can find, just look for PPUHQ on YouTube and you'll find a playlist dedicated to the Bible study. You can also go to pewpewschool.com and I'll be uploading the kind of early drafts of those. But um, 
I think it's really important. And the work that I did never stopped surprising me with how this stuff seems so linked and um, so little is being done on it other than by, <laughs> other than by a stay-at-home dad with a couple of degrees and too much caffeine. So I hope you all check it out and let me know what you think and, and spread the word and uh, encourage other people to think uh, more more honestly and deeply about military service and how it intersects with the Christian faith. A prayer for knowledge of God's creation from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, you made the universe with all its marvelous order, its atoms, worlds, and galaxies, and the infinite complexity of living creatures. Grant that as we probe the mysteries of your creation, we, co- may, we may come to know you more truly and more surely fulfill our role in your eternal purpose. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.